Hey friends, and welcome to the Paparazzi Stars Podcast. Here, we chat about all things paparazzi. Tips, tricks, suggestions, and weekly challenges. All to help you grow and explode your paparazzi accessories business to rockstar success. Hey rockstars, and welcome back to another episode of the Paparazzi Stars Podcast. My name is Anya Bohm, and I am your show host. Today, I am pleased to welcome to the call Lisa Abercrombie. She is amazing, and you guys are going to learn so much from her. But before we jump into the interview, don't forget, head on over to paparockstars.com slash Lisa, and that's where you're going to find the call images. The show notes are all typed up for you. You can listen again. You can share it with your friends or your team, and there's a lot of other resources there. Again, that website is paparockstars.com slash Lisa. So let me tell you a little bit about Lisa before we jump into her training for us. Lisa is the mother of four boys, and they are age ranges from 6 to 15. She has been in paparazzi for five years. She started the very last day of September in 2011. Lisa is married, and they live over in Virginia. Now, her hubby is able to work from home, so that frees up their schedule. He was able to do that in March of last year. Lisa has a background in working in a hospital lab, and she did that for a couple of years. When her oldest started kindergarten, she started to stay home with her kids and started her own video editing business. And she did that for seven years. That's where she gets her awesome graphic design skills and video skills that you'll see on her website. Lisa is an executive producer with Paparazzi. She has reached Crown Club 25 and she is life of the party with bronze access. Lisa is also the brains behind the website hotseatotsy.com, and she says be sure and keep an eye out on that website because she has big plans, and there is some amazing things coming to that website really soon. Lisa, did I miss anything? I think that's most of it. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's jump into the very first question. What got you started with paparazzi? Um, this is kind of interesting. I think my video business was going, and then we moved over here to Virginia, and I had a baby, and so I took a year off my video business because I didn't know anybody. And then I was ready to start, like, posting ads on Craigslist to start making video montages again. And my sister called me, like, literally the night before because I had plans. She called me the night before, and she said, I have to tell you about this thing. I just went to this jewelry party, and it's called paparazzi, and everything was $5. She lives in Utah, where it kind of mostly started, and um, so she told me all about it, and for some reason, I always do everything she tells me because she's my older sister, so she's like, you should sign up, and so I went online to do a little research. There wasn't much to see, but I found out kind of what it was, and I was really excited, and so the next day, I called my future sponsor girl. You know, she went and got her name for me. She was actually doing an event. She couldn't talk to me, and I told her I want to talk to her right now because I wanted to sign up so badly, and so she took off from her event and had somebody help her out. That's how I signed up, and I am really an entrepreneur at heart, and so any kind of business challenge to me is super-duper interesting and that's why I wanted to do it. I didn't even know it was five dollars really. <laughs> I didn't know all the earrings came for free with the necklaces until I opened my package but it was a pretty good surprise and I love it. <laughs> Your sister told you to join and you joined. I love that. I don't know anybody else who, can, who has that same story. That's great. <laughs> what is your paparazzi why? Why do you do paparazzi? So at first I did it to be challenged because I don't know it's kind of like 
my sponsor did it, and she was this girl who was, like, 10 years younger than me, and I'm like, well, I can do that. You know, I have all this life experience, and I've been through college already, and I know more people probably, you know. So it was kind of a challenge to see if I could be as successful as her. That's why I first started, and then I learned more about the creativity part because paparazzi doesn't have very many rules, which I love. And so because of that, I've been able to come up with ideas and solve problems because they're not telling me every single thing to do. And for me, that's really, like, really liberating. And for me, it gives me a purpose beyond just cleaning my house and watching my kids. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. And as a mom and a stay-at-home mom, you need that, like, creative outlet, adult conversations. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Now, have you noticed that your why has changed from when you very first started until now where you're an elite leader? A little bit, yeah. So at first it was about me. You know, I want to hit these goals. I want to see if I can do it. So it was like that. But now my personal goal, when I heard about Leadership Summit, was to get to Leadership Summit. And so last year I was able to go. I hit executive producer a year and a half ago. And and I got to go to Leadership. It was amazing and I love it. So it's not like I dream to be a Maven Anglister, although that would be great. But my goal now is to, like, help other people get there because, for me, that was, like, the crowning achievement was to get foiled, you know, at leadership. So I really want other people to go. And so I have my first team member, Dawn Ortiz, and she gets to go to leadership this year. So she's the first one in my downline who gets to go. And I'm so excited to see her hit that huge, huge goal because I know that was a big one for her. That's kind of what it is at this point. I'm trying to figure out how to teach other people to progress and not just sell jewelry every day. So, yeah, it's changed a little, but I still do it in the same way. I still like to be creative and stuff. Oh, we love Dawn. She was on the podcast a couple episodes ago. So if you want to go back and listen, paparockstars.com slash Dawn is where her interview will be at. I love that you want to help more people get to the elite leadership summit because they really do spoil you guys. And that is such a really cool goal, not just to make a ton of money, but to help other people. So we're going to take a little bit of a shift here to your worst paparazzi moment. So draw us a picture. Take us to that moment in time that was your worst moment with paparazzi. (laughs) This is a fun story to tell. This was um, right when I started because I didn't know what I was doing. And you know what? It doesn't even matter if I knew what I was doing. It's just that I saw a lot of potential in this business. So what it was is when I signed up, I live in Virginia, and I am about an hour and a half from Washington, D.C. And so between me and Washington, D.C., is like they're like the richest houses in the whole country um, because you have all these executive homes. And so when I signed up, I thought, okay. And I was the ninth person in the state to sign up. And so I was like, I'm going to kill it. You know, I'm going to get all of Northern Virginia under me. This is my plan. So then I went to my friend who is a marketer and she said a job fair would be the very best place to find people. And so I'm like, rock on, this is what I'm going to do. I went and found a job fair right in the middle of Washington, D.C. and signed up to sell jewelry at it and to present my business. It was very expensive. I think it was $800. So I went for it. I signed up for that thing and I was ready to go to D.C. So The day before I was supposed to go, I realized (laughs) that it was D.C., and I'm not going there alone, and I'm not driving in the traffic alone because it's scary. And so I paid a teenager friend to come with me, 100 bucks, so she could help me. That wasn't 
a huge mistake. That was fun, getting to know her and stuff and um, having her support. So she came with me. So then it was 900 bucks. what my point is. So we drive to D.C., and the place was, like, right downtown, and we drove around the block probably seven or eight times because I couldn't get in the other lane to get into the hotel and drop off my stuff and all this. Anyway, we finally did. It was very scary. I got in there. Um, oh, oh, I didn't tell you the other part. Also, the day before, they called me and they said, we just realized you were going to sell your jewelry there and you're not allowed to sell products at our job there. Do you still want to go? So after thinking for just a couple minutes, I'm like, yeah, I guess I do because I had in mind that this job there was going to kill it. So I went to an event where you can't sell stuff and paid $900, which was insane. So I didn't regret it yet. I went in there and presented and had those drawings flip and people filled them out. And by the end of the day, I had 35 people who wanted to sign up for paparazzi. Cool, right? So these 35 people, I get home and I start calling them all. Every single one of them. I leave messages. Pretty much nobody's home. I leave messages. I call the next day. I'm super excited. Then I start to actually talk to them and I didn't know this, but I'm telling you guys not to make the same mistake. Every single one of those people needed a job like today. They needed a McDonald's job. They needed cash. They didn't need a business opportunity. So it was absolutely the wrong audience. I felt so stupid. And I don't know, $900 really, that was more than my kit. I got the $750 kit at that time. It kind of kicked my butt and I was very bugged. But I had signed up for nine other events. I signed up for 10 events the day after I signed up for paparazzi. So I was obligated and committed to go to those other nine events. So I just kind of brushed it off my shoulders and did everything else anyway and pretended that never happened and moved forward. <laughs> the, um, so I kind of learned a little bit of a lesson from that. And that is, it can get pretty crappy. You can lose a lot of money. But I feel like I planted a seed there because nobody in Virginia had heard of paparazzi. Nobody. And so at least people started knowing what it was. And because I was active and because I was doing all of my stuff, I got quite a few signups from the zip code finder, you know, where people could call paparazzi and find out who was active in our area. And I was the only one. And so I had maybe 10 different people in the ne in the next couple of months after I was new who signed up from adjacent areas to where I live. So it did pay off. I didn't know that it would, but I just kind of think one event can't control the future of my business. That would be silly. That's my lesson that I learned. <laughs> I'm going to highlight a couple other things that you said in there that I love. So you said to keep pushing through. Even when you have those bad events, spend $900 to get nothing. You just keep pushing through. And then the second thing you said was to be active so that people can find you in the consultant search. And that's a great way to find new people in your area and to build your team, right? Yeah, I've never been inactive. I can't even imagine that. I don't think I would be serious about my business if I let that slide. And it's really not that hard to get 25 pieces a month. Just join the Fashion Fix and you've got it taken care of, right? Yeah, that wasn't always available. So <laughs> I had had so days before where, you know, the time was getting close, but actually just a couple times. And uh, so thank goodness for the Fashion Fix now. Well, let's keep moving right along. What is a habit that you have that you feel contributes to your success? A habit that I have 
would be, I kind of mentioned it when I talked a second ago, I obligate myself to something so that I cannot let anybody down. So I'll sign up for events six months away, and then I know I'm going to be active and paparazzi clear through that. It just keeps the ball rolling. So I try to sign up for events far away. Um, the other thing that I do that's an obligation is I'll promise my team something. You know, like right now we're doing a contest for getting no, go for no, like they taught at Empower Me Pink. And so there's a contest where our team has to get 30 no's a week for two weeks. And I put myself in the group with my birthday because we grouped by birthdays, and I have to do it too. And so I'm trying to figure out ways that I can do the same thing that they're doing. I'm trying to get my 30 no's. And by obligating myself to that, and I've promised prizes, and I've promised an end date, and so on, it just kind of keeps me from being lazy about it and from slacking a little bit. So, And I don't always have a contest going, but, you know, I try to keep them pretty consistent every month or two so that everybody stays kind of on their toes. Planning for the future, planning for events in the future, planning for your team in the future. You're not going day to day or week to week or month to month. You're looking forwards into the future for your business and for your team, right? Yeah, it's smart to do the day-to-day stuff so that you don't get overwhelmed, but obligating is something, it works. It totally works. I don't know why I do that or how I figured it out, but it's kind of my system now. And so I kind of just, I'm going to do that forever because it works for me. What advice would you give to a brand new paparazzi consultant just barely getting started in their business? I would say consistency. I am not consistent. I'm a really big procrastinator. And sometimes when I finish a project, I'm like, why wasn't I doing this every day? You know, in fact, there's this trick I learned and I haven't even watched anything about it. I just found out it exists. It's called the 90 second rule. And what it is, is if you have something to do, let's say you need to clean up the kitchen table after breakfast from your kids. If you take 90 seconds and put all their dishes in the dishwasher and rinse them off, it's going to take you 90 seconds to do it. If you wait until later, then you have to like soak the dishes, scrub all the stuff off, and it's going to take you way, way longer than the 90 seconds it would have taken before. And so with consistency, you can totally apply that because let's say, for example, you have new jewelry that just came in. It'll just take you a few minutes. You go to your website, pull up the pictures, and post them on Facebook. If you wait till later, you may have sold half your stuff, and then you got to figure out what's missing, and you have to make sure you have everything labeled correctly, and consistency and doing small tasks daily, seriously, I bet you I would be way higher now if I was more, if I had been more consistent. I've been working on it, and so it's something that I've improved, but I would suggest to everybody that they be consistent. And the other thing about consistency is your customers make, like, they're going to see you as something reliable. Like, I know I can go to Walmart today. They're going to have the stuff I want because they consistently carry their products and stuff. And so I've been working on consistency with my live sales. And so my customers, like I do every single Thursday night. And so now my customers know where to find me and where to look for me, and it's cool. So sometimes if I'm like two or three minutes late, I have people messaging me, where are you? Why haven't you started? Which is great. It makes you feel pretty good. And then you're able to sell more, of course. That's it. I would say consistency could carry your whole entire business if you do it. The 90-second rule, I haven't heard of that before, but I love that, and I'm going to have to start doing it because as we're speaking, my kids' oatmeal bowls from this morning are sitting drying in my sink, and you're right. (laughs) It's going to take me so much longer to do those dishes because I didn't do it the first time. What is one thing you would suggest to a consultant who's feeling stuck in their paparazzi business? What would you tell them to do to get things energized again? 
you know what, this is this is what I do for my backup. I, I call it my backup plan. Almost anybody on the planet will do fundraiser stuff in one fashion or another. What I've noticed about people, they do not do for themselves, but they'll do for other people. So, in fact, when I have girls trying to hit ranks, I tell them to ask their friends if they want to help them hit a rank by buying their jewelry or by ordering or whatever, because people will do for other people before themselves. So with a fundraiser, there's two different ideas. One is, like, let's say you can't find any events, or let's say an event got canceled and you need something last minute. You can often find a local fundraiser that's already happening and be part of it. You can go in and have a table, because if you're willing to donate part of your profit, everybody wins. It's like it's not going to hurt them or you, you know what I mean? So you can usually get into an event last minute, whether it's a booth or like a quarter auction. We have those a lot around here or something where you donate and raffle off prizes because then you can go there and meet people and network. So fundraisers are a super, super good backup plan. The other thing you can do with a fundraiser is do a live party as a fundraiser. And (laughs) this is really interesting. So I only started doing live parties in maybe the end of October. And I decided for New Year's Eve I wanted my boys to do something good for Christmas. We didn't do an angel tree or sub for Santa or anything like that. And I didn't want to miss out on that opportunity, and so we decided to do a fundraiser with the boys and have them sell the jewelry in front of the camera. We did that. We set that up for New Year's Eve because I know a lot of moms will be sitting home anyway. We did okay. We They lasted about 15 minutes, and then my husband took over and did it for about 30 minutes, and then the phone died. And so I picked up where they left off the next day and did a live party for like a long time, three or four hours. And what I ended up doing is we picked the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and I labeled my live video with that, Make-A-Wish Fundraiser. I donated all the profits because that's kind of what I wanted my kids to do anyway. And so I wrote this, Make-A-Wish Foundation Fundraiser, all profits donated. That was my biggest sell I'd ever had. It was so cool because I had a lot of people curious because it was not just for me to make money. And I know we're here to make money, but you're going to learn really fast it's not just about that. And so I was able to sell a whole bunch of jewelry, get rid of a bunch of my stock that I'm tired of. (laughs) And it was just a really good boost. And from that point, it made me pretty motivated to start doing them every Thursday night, which I have been. And I have made some customers from that sale that I wouldn't have made before because they bought to help them make a wish fundraiser, not really because they like jewelry. That would be my advice, would be to just look in the fundraiser arena until you get things going again. Well, and even though you didn't make a ton of money with that, like you said, you cleared out some of your old inventory, so then you're able to buy new things, and so it's a win-win for everybody involved. What is a quote that inspires you? So I thought about this, and I like quotes, but I couldn't think of one from somebody else, so... I made up one when I first started, and I think this is 100% true. Now, it's not inspiring as far as, like, motivational, but it is as far as having this business. I think that paparazzi is basically like you've won the lottery, and now you just have to decide how big your paycheck, your payout is going to be. It is really, truly like we won the lottery. And so if you work super hard, your payout is going to be bigger. And it's kind of ringing true for me now because I have a consistent paycheck from my team. Looking back, like I couldn't have imagined having a big paycheck, but it's the coolest thing ever. Like we just redid our kitchen. We've been putting that off forever because nobody ever has extra money. And so we were able to do that. And it's because I kind of look at this business that way. You know, if I don't get a big paycheck, it's kind of my fault because I'm not working hard enough. 
Oh, that totally makes sense. And I love that. It might not be like a quote from Vincent Van Gogh or something, but it is totally perfect. Last question. Here on the Papa Rockstars podcast, we like to do a weekly call challenge. So what is one thing you would challenge the listeners to do in the next seven days to take action in their paparazzi business? Going back from what we were talking about, there's two parts to this. I would say, why don't you jump on the challenge to my 30 no's in a week? And the way that works is you need to ask people about your business. Like you need to straight up go to their face and say, you know what? You know I sell jewelry. I've never asked you, is this something you want to be part of? Or you could say, are you interested in buying some of my stuff? You know, whatever you want to ask them. And what you're doing is you're going for 30 no's in one week, so you can split it up however you want. In the no's, you're going to get yeses, obviously. So you're going to find party booking, you're going to find interested recruits, and you're going to make more jewelry sales. So I would challenge you to do the 30 no's within one week. The other half of that is the consistency thing. So make a goal to make this 30 no challenge consistent. Like maybe you need to make sure you're running one errand every day so you can talk to two or three people and that'll get some of your notes done. Or make sure that you block a time each day, like from 10 to 11, and make a ton of phone calls. So do something consistent. Don't put it off to the end of the week. Um, And maybe you'll also, in doing that, you'll find something that works well so that you can just start doing that for the rest of your life and start doing that for your business. So 30 no's and a maybe or a not right now does not count as a no, right, Lisa? Yeah, it has to be a straight up no. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Now, I've done these challenges before, and it gets to the point where when someone says yes, you kind of get disappointed. (laughs) It kind of flips it on its head a little bit. So don't get discouraged. You'll get your 30 no's. You just got to push through, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. My plan, I'll tell you real quick, to get to those 30 no's, I'm going to call the retirement centers and the hospitals where I live. I've been wanting to do that since I started. And then the other one is I'm finally going to try to do a bingo party in person. And so I'm just going to message my customers directly and just say, I'm doing a bingo party. Will you come? And then there we go. So hopefully I'll get my 30 no's pretty fast. But it's a good plan because these are things I've been putting off forever. And now you're forced to do it because you're like, man, I need my 30 no's and your team is counting on you. And so now you just got to do it, right? (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. But I will be so glad. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Lisa, I sure appreciate you coming on the call today. You have shared some gems with us and the listeners are going to love it. Again, head on over to paparockstars.com slash Lisa to keep the party going and to get all of those things we talked about in the beginning, the call image, the show notes. And so you can share this with your team and your friends. Thanks for tuning in and have a rocking week. Bye-bye.